everybody. Uh, it's uh, two of the three film pigs here. Um, once again, doing an episode of The Bacon. Not filler. It's not filler. This it should is... be in no way considered filler. This is, this, despite being The Bacon, is probably the most important podcast that we've done so far. Easily. Uh, sadly, uh, Stephen Fall cannot join us because he's on the other side of the country. Uh, we are going to eventually figure out how to uh, Skype some uh, proper podcasts. But we, we want to do it with quality. But we want to do it with quality. So it's going to take a little time. So uh, in the interim, we have this, which, as I said, is probably the most important subject we've ever dealt with on the podcast. Um, it's uh, controversial. Uh, it affects everyone. Um, it's really not just about movies, but uh, about world social politics, um, families. What, what could it be? Um, <laughs> governments. Um, they're all. We're all affected by uh, the following issue. So, the title of this podcast is uh, Freddie mm-hmm. versus Jason mm. versus Michael. Oh. Versus Pinhead. What? Versus, uh, who's the other guy? Wait, what? Oh, Leatherface. Oh! Versus Jigsaw. No way. Yeah, all the no. all the major franchise uh, slasher monsters. We're we're not putting in uh, Chrome Skull or <laughs> Leprechaun. Or uh, any of those guys, because uh, they're more of a none of the none of the B listers. None just of the B listers. We're just a listing, yeah. and you know, honestly, Pinhead's sort of on the cusp because while his first four movies were theatrical right, after right. the Alan Smithy film uh, Hellraiser Four Bloodline, uh, it went to <laughs> is that the one from in the future? Were there in the future? And it's it's in three different yeah yeah three. It's past. Present, present and, and future. space and space and space future spacehead. Uh, Actually, the, this subject that you just named would be an awesome reality TV show if they all had to live in a house together <laughs> and <laughs> that, like, that would be. And great. they had to like perform. They had to do like uh, tests to stay in the house, and someone would get thrown out. Yes, yes. Uh, well, we'll start with America's next biggest killer. Oh, and another little shout out because uh, some people. You know, obviously, um, um, Norman Bates was right. probably the original, right. you know, famous slasher. But we're talking about, and it, that did become a franchise. Yeah. Because after, I mean, there was the original Psycho, but then during the slasher craze of the '80s, right, Anthony they, Perkins yeah. resurrected his character and started directing. Uh, yeah. Their how many? How many of those did he do? There are three sequels. So to it goes, Psycho. goes through four, and then the and then the regrettable shot for shot remake. Yes, yes. And 4 was a prequel. Right. Um, about Norman Bates as a child. To answer all the questions you never asked. So you see, I yeah, I can't... I, I don't know if I've ever even seen that movie. <laughs> I've seen 2 and 3 quite a bit because yeah. they're actually fun slasher movies. Perkins, Perkins is awesome. Yeah. Um, and those two movies are junk. I mean, they're basically Friday the 13th-esque junk, but it's still fun junk. And one of them has Jeff Fahey. And you can never <laughs> you go, wrong go wrong with, with Fahey. Fahey. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but really, as far as the modern slasher, I think uh, Michael Myers, yeah. uh, uh, John Carpenter's Halloween and the character Michael Myers, sort of considered the very first one. Um, and you can make an argument, of course, that there was a slasher in Black Christmas. Black Christmas. And but, but like, the, the, but the big ominous figure yeah. franchise coming and, in. And, yeah, and he's the... a franchise that continues. It's, I yeah. mean, the last Halloween movie was a couple years ago, yeah. right? Uh, one of the Rob Zombie uh, retread Halloweens. Um, so, uh, so you have the original Halloween, of course. And then Halloween 2 picks up where Halloween left off. Uh-huh. And then in Halloween 3, there was no Mike Myers. Yeah, interesting choice. That was the night he decided not to show up. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then he came back. He was resurrected in 4, which I think was called The Return of Michael Myers. I would assume, yeah. yeah and then, I think so. And I then assume. that was shot back-to-back. Two movies uh, with Danielle Harris as sort of the... She was the little girl right. who was connected to Laurie Strode. Right, and therefore right, right. Michael Myers, because Laurie Strode and Michael Myers were brother and sister, which I think is revealed in 2. 
if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't remember that. I'm not, I'm not tight on the chronology. I think but. that's what happened. But then, and then five was, you know, and that one wasn't as successful. And then they did a six one, which was a kind of a mess. And that was the one, the last one with Donald Pleasance. Right. Didn't didn't he die during that? I think he did. I I can't remember. I mean, I think he died right after. One thing it, you can count on during the production. One thing you can count on with the Film Pigs podcast is us being extremely informed about what we're talking about. <laughs> well, yeah. If it matters, you can angrily correct us. <laughs> but I'm going off of you know sp- my spotty old man memory. But I think that's that's what happened. And then they resurrected it again in Halloween H2O, which was Halloween twenty years later. Yes, where Jamie Lee Curtis yes. was back. And they did two of those, uh, although in the next one, which is Halloween... Was it Halloween... There's a second one, H202? No, that was Halloween Resurrection. Right. Uh, in which... Uh, spoiler alert! Give me a break. If this spoils anything, you're a jerk. But uh, <laughs> uh, in the beginning of that one, Laurie Strode is, is killed pretty immediately. Right. It's a, like a reality television show. Right, 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 so right. So there's a lot of that. Yeah, because that's, that's, yeah, that's the one where there's just like three characters stuck in the house for the whole movie. Yeah, and then they and they have sex, and then yeah. they slowly start getting killed, and Buster Rhymes yeah. is the producer. That's right, Buster Rhymes. Uh, so, and then... And then after that, it, he, it was resurrected yet again, this time with basically a whole new Michael Myers mythology, the Rob Zombie. It was a reboot. It was yeah, a it's reboot. a reboot. Yeah. And there was a... And I, I, actually, you know, everybody hates the Halloween 2 that Zombie did. Right. And I actually liked Halloween 2 more than his than original. the first one. Because the first one is all... There's so much backstory about Michael Myers. And I don't yeah, understand that the, choice. Yeah. I, I've never. Well, understood. but that's but that's the mistake that um, all of the of the like these slasher uh, iconic character monster killers, the reboots that they've been doing, is they they all have been doing that. They've all been doing the like let's get into the background of the character of the monster and find out why I became this. The same thing with the Nightmare reboot, with right? Jackie and it's boring. It's boring. And who cares? And these movies, you know, Halloween being sort of you know the grandfather of these slasher franchises what what made mike myers so scary is that you really the only thing you know is he's a homicidal maniac yeah. and he's escaped from yeah. an institution and, and he's, he's going back to his hometown yeah. yeah and you can't yeah. stop him yeah. he's horrifying um and outside of that you don't know anything it's just yeah. a crazy person and you're worried for the babysitters because yeah. he's stalking them and then he's going to start killing them yeah so, and then, you know, the more they got into that, you know, to and I guess it's to make it more interesting because you can't just make the same movie over and over again. So Halloween 2, you know, it's it's a new setting, but also, you know, there's that reveal that, you know, Laurie Strode and, and he are yeah. siblings yeah. And, and that's why he's a, kind of obsessed with her. Yeah. Uh, even though if you really look at the original, it doesn't make 100% sense. It's just like a, it's like a, you know, it's yeah, a, it's I mean, a reveal just to, but it, it's like, it, it's a, it's a contrivance to, you know, get, get back into, uh, him walking around killing people. Yeah, exactly. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's yeah. when you start over explaining the, like clearly after a while, supernatural killer. <laughs> right, right. Then well, and in the reboot, it's like this kid and he was abused and he had crazy parents and yeah. it's like. Well, it's it, what what's scarier? Somebody who it's sort of like, you know, you make a movie that humanizes Hitler. Look how yeah. shitty his childhood was. Yeah. So maybe this horrible act that he's doing <laughs> is somewhat. It's like no, that doesn't make any sense. I, who who ca- It's scarier too to me as far as these slashers go. Is that they're just if he's the evil. more unknown. I mean, the more yeah. unknown it is, the more spooky. And it's yeah, because it's also it's like who 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 goes to see you know a this like a Halloween five really wanting to get into the mind of uh, of the killer. I really want to know more uh, about... Yeah. Actually, let's cut down on the stalking and killing scenes, and I want to know more about his past. Well, and that's... You yeah, know, no, who that's, does that? That's Rob Zombie's thing, though. Yeah. I mean, his other movies, that's The House scary. of a Thousand Corpses and the, and the Devil's Rejects, are so in love with their Texas Chainsaw-esque massacre right. family right. that it's sort of like, well... This isn't scary. It's just sort of unpleasant. Yeah. I mean, those movies just strike me as unpleasant because the, it, it, he seems to 
love to relate to that darkness. And I get it. I mean, I get it. But to me, it's that's less scary and more just I, I just feel icky at this yeah. point. And those and that, that first Halloween movie sort of had that kind of ickiness. But the second one, despite, you know, there's no, a the lot of like, his, his reboots. The, yeah. yeah, the second Halloween 2, the zombie Halloween 2 is, you know, more simply, he's just slashing people yeah. up. And there are these weird fantasy flashbacks he has with his mom and a unicorn or a horse or something. Right, 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 yeah. That stuff is like neither here nor I think there. That, I think that just means he's a replicant. Yes. <laughs> He's a, he said so they need to stick a Blade Runner on him. <laughs> they need, you know, they need to bring in Edward James almost as the Donald Pleasance character. Right, exactly. In the new, in the new franchise. That's so, what do. and then after that, the next, you know, really the next big guy after Michael Myers who eclipsed him in fame, I think, just as a figure, yeah. is you know Jason. Yeah. Uh, from the Friday the 13th yeah. movies. He's, uh, you know, this is classic. Everybody saw Scream, who was the killer in Friday the 13th. It was right. Jason. Wrong. Wrong. It yeah. was Jason's mother, Mrs. Voorhees. It's like, <laughs> oh, no, you killed my boyfriend because I didn't know that stupid bit of trivia. You <laughs> asshole. Um, and I guess, you know, we could we could throw that guy in there, too, Ghostface. But not really, because that's that those Scream I mean, movies are like... They're, they're more... The, I mean, they're a play on the classics. Yeah, and they're more you know? really murder mysteries yeah. in, like, uh, like disguised as slasher yeah. films. Because it always turns... It's like Scooby-Doo. Like, you take the mask yeah. off at the end, and it's yeah. like, Oh! <laughs> I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you, Nev Campbell. <laughs> Um, but so, so then Jason came, so Jason actually, the famous Jason, the hockey mask, he didn't happen until Friday the 13th, 3D. Right. Because in the second movie where Jason was a grown up, uh, it turns out he didn't drown at all. Of course not. Somehow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's like lives in a shack with his mom's head that had been right. cut off in the first one. Right. He's got a shrine and so he wears far, a. It seems totally normal. Yeah, he wears yeah. a sack over his head with <laughs> eyes cut out and starts killing people with pitchforks, uh, farm implements, really. Yeah. Um, but then in the third one, he finds the he's, hockey mask he's got and a the style, machete. A style makeover. Yeah. It and that's. A... I mean, but Friday the 13th 3, that is the iconic Jason. Yeah. The machete. And the hockey mask. Yeah. And really, they're not... It's just like he gets a hockey mask yeah. and a machete, and he just There's puts no them on. There's no explanation, and that's it, what no. makes it kind of awesome. Yeah, it's just it's like, like... okay, and that actually is kind of terrifying. Yeah, he's horrifying. And he was and now, way... And to this day, you can't look at anybody in a hockey mask without being scared. Right, right. And again, you know, uh, the the trivia freaks will tell me exactly when Kane Hodder came in. I don't think he was three. I think he was like, came in in four or five, okay. like yeah. down the road. But the, in three, whoever it was, he was a much bigger hulking Jason than in the second one. I mean, he was big in the second one, yeah. but he was like bigger and more just the body type they use. And then Kane Hodder, who's sort of, most famous for playing Jason. And he did it, I think, up through Freddy vs. Jason. He did I like four so, or yeah. five yeah. of them. But he's a huge-ass guy with a giant neck, and he was definitely the, you know, sort of his figure became the yeah. iconic Jason. Um, so there's uh, Friday the 13th, and then Part 2, and then 3D, and then the final chapter, which is Part 4, which right. Corey Feldman... And by the way, that's my favorite one just because Crispin Glover is awesome in that movie. <laughs> He does, there's a part in that movie where the kids are, like, dancing and drinking their cocktails, and he starts doing this dance. That is the fucking funniest thing I've seen. It is hysterical. So if you haven't seen that one or haven't seen it in a yeah. while, revisit it and pay attention to Glover's performance. But that one's also got, you know, Feldman is is the creepy right, little right. kid who is a special effects genius, and he's, like, building contraptions and masks in his room that are awesome. <laughs> Uh, so and then in five, five's go to, five's goes no, to hell. not Jason again. Is five go no, to hell no. Oh, we're way we're nowhere near there. Five is um, I'm trying to remember the the subtitle, um, but five was the one with uh, was no Jason well, wait, wasn't wait, the killer. Wait a second, we're in your room with all your damn DVDs. Why don't we just look at the DVDs? Oh yeah, they're uh, oh they're up there. You'll have to get the ladder and look at it. Oh, There's the step ladder over there. Damn it. Just get the step ladder. They're up. Ridiculous. The F's are up up top there. All right. um, yeah, so Friday the 13th, 4, the final chapter, they killed Jason at the end. And then the next one, 5, it wasn't 
Jason, it was actually a copycat killer. That was the reveal at the end. That and it was, five is a new beginning. A new beginning. Who and they were trying to start like a copycat. There were copycat thrillers, an ambulance driver, but then Jason goes to hell is nine. Nine, nine yeah. I was way off. And then six is Jason lives. So the the five failed. So they brought Jason back from the dead. That's six. Right. And then seven was a new blood. The new blood. With uh, Bernie, Weekend at Bernie guy, Terry Kaiser's in it, and he plays this asshole therapist who's trying to take advantage of this girl who can do telekinesis, and she fights Jason with her telekinetic powers, and then eight was Jason Takes Manhattan, and it really should have been called Jason Takes a Boat that stops in Manhattan eventually. At at the end. At the end. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't take Manhattan at all. No, he, he just he kills a few people there. Yeah. Granted, yeah. but it would have been cooler if it was Jason. It's a bit of a misnomer. Yeah, it's it was misleading, but uh, <laughs> uh, but it was an exciting idea. Uh, Jason's gonna yeah. kill people in New York. Great. Yeah, but, good idea. But they sh- should have done it. Yeah, poor execution, guys. <laughs> and then we've got the ninth one, which was they lost the Friday the Thirteenth moniker because it switched over to New Line. Oh, Paramount right. S- sold the rights to Jason, I think. To New Line. Or maybe it was Friday the 13th, but they were trying to change the brand and make it Jason. Jason, So it was just called Jason Goes to Hell. Right. And in that one, people a lot of people don't like it. It's one of my favorite ones because it's also one of the goriest ones, but a lot of people don't like it because there's not a lot of Jason in it. Because in the beginning of the movie, they blow him up. And then, like his heart is possessed, and right, a yeah, because there's like a, heart. it's like a, yeah, isn't he like possesses like a, like an ambulance? Driver yeah, it's like fallen yeah. with, yeah, yeah, he like yeah. jumps from body to yeah. body, including he gets into Aaron and Gray's it's also, body, it's all, into Aaron Gray's body, and who go. doesn't? Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't exactly. want that? <laughs> and Rusty it, Schwimmer's in it. It's also one of the more like, uh, uh, like TV movie feeling. Yeah, Uh-oh, it's got that weird. It's got like, a weird thing because it's, it's clearly super cheap. It oh, is it, no yeah, low budget. But so. I thought it was actually really funny, and had a good sense of humor about what it was. And it, I thought it delivered on the gore. It was pretty gross. Yeah. But because it was New Line and they were taking over Jason, I think there was just this sheen of Freddy. Yeah, there, and we'll get to Freddy because yeah. that was like more of a like a Freddy. Yeah, that movie was more. Yeah, it was more like a nightmare than a Jason. Uh, than a simple Jason. Jason. Yeah. So then Jason X. Is Jason in Space? Yeah, which is hilarious. Which is a hysterical, uh, low budge sci fi movie with Jason in it. Yeah. And then they kill David Cronenberg in the beginning. Yeah, and that has my favorite line out of all the movies. Which is Guys, guys, it's okay. He just wanted his machete back. (laughs) There's there's two other lines in that movie that cracked me up. (laughs) One is where the, 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 leader of the space marines there all the marines have been killed and he's the last one and he's up against a wall by the way if you're in a jason movie never lean up against a wall (laughs) that's just (laughs) common sense because a a metal spike will come through the wall and kill you but he gets a metal spike through his like abdomen like his side from behind the wall and he's like ah take more than that to put down an old dog like me and then the jason just pulls it out and sticks it through the middle of his chest and he goes that ought to do it (laughs) and he does and then the other there's another small (laughs) moment in the beginning of the movie where there's a guy uh shuttling the space shuttle into the giant spaceship science research spaceship and science ship yeah, yeah and they're talking about that they've they've found a cryogenically preserved Jason and right. a cryogenically preserved hot Asian girl. <laughs> and, and the guy... In, what, what luck. What luck. <laughs> it's like a yin and yang. Yeah, he's, he it's came like, out good enough <laughs> I guess. For every, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So the pilot of the ship, I can't remember exactly what he says to lead into it, but he's like, they're making jokes about the hot Asian chick, you know, and he's like, ha, 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 oh, man, I'd like to get my hands on that hot Asian. And then he just gets quiet and to himself just says, I'm so lonely. <laughs> it's seriously one of the funniest things in a slasher movie ever. Uh, so that one was great. And then after that, um, there was Freddy vs. Jason. We'll talk more about right, that right, yeah. in, a, in a minute. But after Freddy vs. Jason is the reboot, uh, right. Friday the 13th, which um, I actually liked. I thought it was okay. And that kind of, that the reboot was kind of a mashup of the, of the first, first couple three. of first three storylines from the original. Yeah, it actually yeah. starts, you get like the first Friday the 13th, which is campers in the woods, and yeah. they all get killed. All of yeah. them get killed. Yeah. And then it picks up with new 
guys in the woods and yeah. then the guy and one of the well one of the people from the original camping expedition doesn't get killed it's like a chick and her brother played by that supernatural guy, right, the guy right, from right. supernatural shows up looking for um but i thought that was a fun movie i thought it actually did uh, you know a lot of people were like the lame reboot you know marcus nispel Nyeh. and i'm like you know i'm not a huge nispel fan or anything but i i think he makes I, yeah. a good slasher but, movie. I, but i thought i mean i thought that also actually did a pretty nice job of like stitching together like the mess of the continuity of the first three, yeah, and trying to make them more coherent and make kind of the mythology a little more coherent, right? And then and but they did the and and it was just to get them into the hockey mask and yeah. machete, exactly. Center, which exactly. happens a really funny scene in a barn where yeah. he like kills that weird pothead and then <laughs> finds a mask. Um, but then so. And then, after Jason, I would say the next big guy was Freddy. Freddy, definitely. Uh, it's Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street, unlike the original Halloween, I think is a great horror movie, actually. Um, I don't think any of the Friday the 13th movies are great movies. They're fun yeah, slasher movies. they're not movies. particularly. I mean, like, I, 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 like, I like them, and I, I, I have, like, m- memories of the first one scaring the living hell out of me. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's still, it's still kind of ludicrous. Right, like it doesn't, it never quite like crossed the threshold to well, and like f- really great horror. No, and for, I mean Friday the Thirteenth was a cash grab rip off of Halloween. Yeah, that wasn't expected to become a, the phenomenon it was. Yeah. it was just like, hey, we're gonna just rip that off. Yeah. We'll do one. And on- Nightmare was clearly like we're starting a new franchise. No, Nightmare itself is a completely different ball. Of wax. That movie is a whole new concept, and it's very supernatural from the get go. Yeah, unlike Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth, which are like just a crazy guy killing, and through the franchises they become they become su- supernatural. Right. This one just starts. So he's a super. Yeah, because it also start, It almost starts like okay, we're starting with like the fourth movie in the franchise. Right. Already. Right. Exactly. And but the concept of the first one, I mean, I think is it's great far concept. scarier than yeah. the other two. Yeah. Because a guy it like. Well, because you have to fall. You, you have, have to, sleep. to get sleep. You have to you sleep have to get eventually, sleep. and that's yeah. what that's what made that's what made it so scary. And that the concept is was was great. Right. So even if the movie itself or the you know because you know I mean really the first two I'm trying to think of like did any of them after the first one have like really good horror scares or were they just slashers at that point? Well, I, okay, I'll, I'll let's take take you through this franchise. So you have Nightmare on Elm Street. This is a great movie. Yeah, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Two: Freddy's Revenge is probably the the most infamous one as far as badness is concerned. I think, mm-hmm. um, and it has very it has homoerotic undertones right, 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 yeah. and all this. And you know, it was okay slasher movie, but after the terror that was the first one, yeah. it was inevitable that it would be a letdown. Yeah, but then three was like more this fun. That's Dream Warriors. Yeah, Dream Warriors. Yeah was like the teenagers fighting back yeah. which was a good idea yeah. uh, so you have your slasher but it also had an adventure element to it and then four but not, but not, not a lot of scares not a lot of real no, scares no it was just more yeah. fun action yeah. and good gore yeah. they like creative deaths and, yeah. and, and Freddy became more silly yeah, like he was making he progressively more, more quippy and yeah, and more cartoonish. And then in the fourth one, he was super quippy. Uh, that was the Rennie Harlan right. Nightmare on Elm Street Four, which is the Dream Master. Ma- is it Dream Master or is it Dream Dream? Hang on, no, no, you're right. It's the Dream Master because the Dream Warriors and then the Dream Master, and then five was the Dream Child. Right. Um, and five. Tanked, but if you watch Five, it's it's probably one of the better movies in the franchise as far as being creepy is concerned. Right, right. And yeah. then in, uh, are you looking to I'm make sure? I, I no the fr- the it's a box set up there. What? It's up there. Look where I'm pointing. I'm where pointing, are you pointing up. Let's see, Nightmare on oh, the Street always. box set. Oh, you got a really nice one. Yeah, that was when they first came out on yeah. on DVD. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the yeah, first. Yeah, okay, yeah. Four is Dream Master, five is Dream Child. And then, and then, and five is, for me, for my money, is probably the the best of the sequels pre Wes Craven's sequel. His, his yeah, his. Uh... Like, five, I think, is the best sequel. And then six was terrible, Freddy's Dead, which had that weird 3D sequence. Oh, God, yeah. And at Yafikoto, it had a lot of fun cameos that made no sense. Uh, although, the one that did make sense was Johnny Depp's cameo. Um, where he's like on a TV doing a commercial, and then I can't remember yes. having Freddie yeah, like yeah. kills him in the commercial or something. Um, but then after that, which was supposed to be the end of it, you know, Freddie's dead. They called it that. Yeah. 
Um, but then Wes Craven very cleverly resurrected it with Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which was a movie within a movie. Right. So they're making a, a Freddy, a new Freddy movie. They're bringing him back. But all the filmmakers start, and, and Heather Langenkamp plays herself, yeah, and John yeah. Saxon plays himself, yeah. and Robert Englund plays himself. And it was just kind of a cool idea. And it like, kind of flew in the face of what would work. Like I, if you pitch that to me, I'd yeah. be like, "Well, that sounds stupid." Well, it was it was more. It, I mean, it was like a like a screen style. It was a precursor, uh, pre, to screen. yeah, prequel and, or it, prototype it, for what screen would be. And I lo- I like the first Scream movie quite a bit. Yeah, but I for my money, Wes Craven's New Nightmare is actually a better satire yeah. of of horror and yeah. horror franchises than Scream was. Um, but that mo- and that movie, in addition to being funny and and a good satire, had a lot of really scary stuff. Yeah, I mean, once the little kid was involved and Heather, I, it was a really good movie. And, and Langenkamp is much better playing herself than she was at playing her character in the first one. <laughs> Obviously, she was older and you know more seasoned as an actor. Uh, but anyway, so so that happened, and then after that came years later came Freddy vs. Jason. Jason, yeah. When New Line, you know, wound up having both franchises. Yeah, which and not... sounded awesome. It sounded awesome. And I liked the movie. It was okay. It was it was, it fun. was It wasn't scary, but, but it... it didn't the mistake here's the mistake they made. They called it Freddy versus Jason, but it was really Freddy and Jason, and at the end they get bitchy with each other yeah. and actually fight yeah. each other. And that that was the mistake. there was a lot of like scene for scene, there was a lot of fun stuff. You know, but I mean, for, but like, it really should have been like it, the the verses should have been them competing for body count. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't have been about them, them eventually getting each other, a fight because that's, that's not scary. It's, well, it's, a, it's not scary because you know neither of them can die, right? So no one's ever going to win, right? And uh, so, so who cares? So the only thing that's a verses that makes any sense is them for some reason needing to be the guy that kills the most people. Well, yeah, and I don't I maybe the choice they made to launch that thing was was you know because it's got this weird opening and and Freddy's like can you send Jason out to start scaring people or so? it was like a convoluted yeah, reason why no they sense. needed each it made other. No sense. And it would have been much simpler. It might have been done. Maybe they thought of this and were like, well, that's too on point or sounds too silly. But it just seems to make more sense that if you're going to resurrect them from hell, why not have Satan? You get Peter Stormare to play Satan and say, you know, I'm bored. Let's have a contest. I'm sending you both back up there. Or or you you do it even simpler. The movie is just you get a bunch of kids from uh, Elm Street Mm -hmm. going to summer camp. Oh yeah, okay. And then you have all the, the camp go, yeah, goes to, yeah, and 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 where Jason shows up to kill people, but Freddy follows them in their dreams to camp. Yeah, and then and then you can still have them wind up in the same way. Get, they could have gotten angry at each other yeah. because Freddy needs the souls to yeah. like manifest himself yeah. in reality. So it but becomes Jason more keeps a, it becomes killing. more a race between the two to try and kill all the kids, right? You exactly, know, kill all the camp, and so you know that's just isn't that just simpler? Yeah, Wouldn't way be, simpler. Yeah. Although, they, don't you know, explain it. Just that's what happens. Yeah, exactly. Because you know Freddy's going to be there because it's Elm Street. They started on Elm Street, and those are those kids. And you know Jason's going to be at the camp. Right. So that's a good point. Done. You don't even need the like supernatural devil stuff at the beginning. Yeah. Although you know Stormare is always fun. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, no, if you if, get Stormare I mean, to yeah. play the devil. If might you can be... lock, if you can lock Stormare, then yeah, you, <laughs> you run, might want to shoehorn a like, scene. Just in do it like again, a little yeah. preamble to the credits, <laughs> and then you get in the <laughs> just so you have that nice Satan performance. <laughs> Uh, so, and then after that, they rebooted it, uh, I thought, r- really poorly. They, the, Oh, the Jackie Earl Haley, uh... Yeah, I mean... Which, it, uh, that was so disappointing, because I was actually kind of excited to see Jackie Earl Haley do Freddy, but... Yeah, it, The I reboot mean, was, one, again, a perfect example of, let's reboot this horror franchise and spend most of our time going into the past of the, you know, the monster. And let's learn how he became the monster. And let's, you know, yeah. for some reason we want to be sympathetic to Freddy. Well, Why? and the, I remember, like, 
seeing, uh, you know, on the DVD or whatever, the documentary making of where they're talking about, well, we want the dreams and reality to blend more together so you're never really sure. And I'm like, yeah, but that... All that does is make it boring. That makes it boring. The, what What's terrifying... Like, getting lost in the nightmares yeah. is terrifying because he can kill you in your dream and then you'll yeah. wake up dead. Yeah. That's scarier. And the, the surreal landscapes of nightmares... Yeah was made the whole thing more terrifying well, and the yeah. fact that the and, nightmares and you, are and you, seeping and if you want to make the transition a little more uh uh you know less jarring into a dream that that makes sense at least from like you know so it's like okay I'm you know I I'm in a normal looking warehouse and then it starts getting weird instead of just starting weird well and that's the weird thing about modern filmmaking is no matter what people are making they're always trying to make it feel quote unquote more real no matter how ludicrous the thing is yeah and I don't even know what that means anymore well it just uh, to me it means it just you 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 have this like kind of bland look to the thing and it's not you know there's not hugely colorful yeah you know what I mean yeah and and it's just because the real world is so uncolorful well it's like all everything looks like seven now yeah (laughs) you know and seven was awesome but everything, like, and then yeah. Saw, we'll get to Saw, but when yeah. Saw happened, that became the tone, and I feel like that's what they're trying to do with all these reboots. It's all washed out. I mean, as much as I like the Friday the 13th reboot, I, I thought it had it that look. It did the look. same kind of, like, the washed out palette. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they didn't need to do that. Yeah. They, you know, they could have just, it, you can have bright colors. It's okay, guys. Yeah. Vibrant, interesting, and then to have to have the opportunity to make nightmare landscapes, and instead of making awesome nightmare landscapes, you're like, no, we're gonna make the dreams look yeah. real. Yeah, we're gonna well, make... That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's just like, oh, okay, so all the people who are getting killed by Freddy in these movies now have the world's most boring dreams. Right, and then they went and tried, and then they were making him. I guess playing off of that, you know, they're constantly rebooting stuff and making the giving you the backstory so they gave you this backstory of Freddy to make him sympathetic and make you wonder if maybe he was innocent yeah the whole time and then the, at the end you realize oh no he no, was no, no. a terrible child molester yeah. and he deserved what he got yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but that didn't that did that like diffused the character so much it yeah. wasn't it just they, wasn't yeah, scary it wasn't scary it wasn't interesting and, and, and they also it's like you know they, they went really more way too realistic on the makeup Mm-hmm. For you know, making him look more like a, bur- a real burn victim rather than you know the uh, uh, the, the like heightened uh, you know nightmarish look that he had in the original. Yeah, movies. yeah. I just that, so he, that's he, the other so thing. So we want to make he didn't, his... he didn't look as scary. No, they, well, they wanted to make him look like a real burn victim. Yeah. But you guys are assholes. He's a supernatural character that invades people's dreams. There's no reason yeah. to make and him look real. And kills them with knife hands. Yeah, I mean, just stop it. Yeah. Stop, <laughs> like, stop trying why to... Why do you want to make that more real? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No, it makes no sense. It was just all bad choices there. <laughs> so, um, so I think those are really the big three. Those guys. Yeah. Michael and really Jason and Freddy. And Jason and Freddy, while they're becoming intertwined, before... Um, before Halloween, I'm pretty sure was Texas Chainsaw. Was that? It was around the same time. The original Texas Chainsaw. I think the original was before. It was before. Yeah. yeah. So, which you know, you can make the argument that Leatherface was, you know, yeah. the first, but really. But it, at the time, though, that was more of an underground, yeah, uh, yeah. kind of thing. It wasn't like Texas Chainsaw was not mainstream. No, 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 and it's super low budget. Yeah, and. I think it's a great movie and super unsettling. Um, yeah, it's really unsettling. But the the first half of it is kind of a standard low budge, you know, slasher film with right. the annoying bad actors, yeah. you know, and but once they get into the house, basically once he clubs that kid on the head and drags him into his meat room and <laughs> slams the door, it's so brutal and so hard, then it's like, holy shit, yeah. all bets are off. And then the whole thing just becomes a descent into madness with crazy family yeah, yeah, and the yeah. cannibal dinner and they're making the girls sit there. It's so awful. Yeah. Um, in a good way. Yeah. It really no, it's, I mean, it's, tr- it's truly nightmarish. I mean, right. It is. It's... And Leatherface, I mean, really, Texas Chainsaw, Leatherface gets this credit as this slasher guy, but those, at least the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies are about a family. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, Leatherface is, I guess, representative of the whole family, but that's why I kind of separate him a little bit. Well, from... yeah, because, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, yeah, because he wasn't, you know, in, in 
Yeah, he wasn't the single guy running around. He was the everything. muscle, and yeah. he was retarded, and he was yeah. sad. He's kind. Of, he's more sympathetic, actually, a lot of yeah. times because he gets. Like, his family's constantly calling him an idiot and hitting him, yeah. and he gets sad, and then they kill yeah. somebody out of sadness, you know? <laughs> so if anyone's anyone's somewhat sympathetic for a horrible yeah. killing machine, he is, because he's he is, like, in but, the... But, but that's also, like, the way, if you want to do backstory for your killer, that's the way to do it in a movie. Don't spend 20 minutes at the beginning showing me flashbacks. That's happening during the movie. Show it. So you yeah. see it while... And so, so you can... You extrapolate, oh... Oh, they've been doing this to him his whole life. No wonder he's a crazy murderer. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you don't need twenty minutes, you know, of like, you know, oh, at, here he is at age six getting clubbed. Now here he is at age nine getting clubbed. Let's say like, it's, like, who it's every, a waste of time. Well, and everybody, I don't know if it's a misinterpretation of Robert McKee or just like being overly religious about following his rules. But I, I mean, he sort of sets up. That's what your first act is for, setting up your characters and all that. But when you're talking about a horror movie. Or an action movie, it the you, you you need to do it within the realm of the action, the thrust of the story. You don't. It's yeah, but the, but also what happened to the 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 classic storytelling edict of start as close, close to, to the, the end, end of as the possible. story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's not you know he. I'm sure he mentions that in his book somewhere. Yeah. But he has such a distinct list of. On page three, you have right. to do this. On yeah, page yeah. five, you have to do this. So in a movie, and I don't think that's true. I mean... It depends it, on the type of story you're telling. It's important to understand the yeah. guideline, but when you're dealing yeah. with a slasher film, there's no reason to do that. Yeah, because, you just, yeah, you don't go to the slasher film for the really extremely well-constructed story. Yeah, it's or the this, last like, thing review, you're going yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. You're going for the slasher killing people in scary ways. And I think the two hardest things to do as far as movie-making are concerned are one is comedy, and the other is horror, and they're very similar yeah. in that... The, Neither of them work unless you're unless you're uncomfortable. Yeah, like comedy really that busts your gut comes out of a certain level of not knowing what's happening next, yeah. and it zigs when you expect yeah. it to zag. And I think horror has to be exactly the same way. But but it also it also has to give you a steady diet of in comedy of jokes of jokes or and, in, 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 in slashes of killings of killings and, or scares yeah, yeah. Or scares scares or killings and you know when. And yeah, and in you know horror movies and comedies often make the same mistake, which is they go for long swaths of time without jokes, scares, or, or killings. It, yeah, exactly. And they fill that gap in with you know overly explaining the plot or spending way too much time delving into a character's backstory. Exactly. That you just don't care about. And exactly. There's no reason you should care about it because you came to get laughs or scares or kills and you know if you're constructing that type of movie you ha you have to bear that in mind and if you're going in it, it makes it harder in a structural way to draw you know well-reasoned characters right but that's the challenge of that type of movie and so yeah if you follow just the generic blueprint of like act one explain everything about your characters you it's gonna fail it's gonna be a boring movie exactly I'd say most of the time in any movie, if you just are a slave to that kind of structure, you're going to end up with something that's kind of dull. Yep. Then there was, after the first Texas Chainsaw, there was the bigger budgeted, but at the time maligned uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, in which Dennis Hopper right? is crazily hunting the family for having yeah. killed his Does, daughter. And doesn't he have, like, like, like... Little chainsaws. He's got little like, six yeah, guns. Yeah, basically. yeah, exactly. That's ridiculous. And, and for that's ridiculous. I know. Well, I, obviously, I you know Toby Hooper, I think is both crazy, but also has kind of a sense a, of humor. Yeah, he's got a sensibility and about what he's doing. And yeah. that one, he was like, okay, I I made this awesome low yeah. budget movie, and they're throwing money at me and throwing a much bigger budget, so I'm gonna make this ludicrous yeah. and they're holed up they're no longer on a farm they're holed up in some weird amuse underground <laughs> amusement park with it, it, doesn't it make makes any no sense. sense but it's kind of awesome 
Uh, and then three was pure parody. It was uh, called Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 Leatherface. Leatherface. Pure parody. I remember the poster was the Texas Chainsaw family in the Breakfast Club pose. Right. In the That's original right. poster. <laughs> I forgot about that. And that one's got oh. Ken Forey, and it's super gory. It's more uh, Friday the 13th-esque, I guess, in, you know, in its execution as yeah. far as its progression. Uh, but it's very funny. Um, if if you understand that's what it's doing. It's poking fun at itself yeah, yeah. and then the genre that it's basically banking on at this point, which is the Freddy and Jason shit and Michael shit. Um, and then four, uh, rightly maligned, um, <laughs> was uh, Texas Chainsaw, The Next Generation, starring oh, uh, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Oh and, my God, that's right. And Renee Zellweger. Yeah, Zellweger. Holy uh, shit. I, I, yeah, I blocked that out of my memory. And McConaughey's now the head of the crazy yeah. family. And yeah. Viggo Mortensen. Ah, Vigo. Vigo's in there uh, as part of the family. Um, and oh, that it, movie's terrible. If you're, it's a, it's an unholy mess. It got buried and eventually yeah. got released on video. Yeah. Um, it's kind of fun to watch if you like watching something like, like a, a train, wreck. train wreck. It's yeah. a train wreck yeah. with famous people in yeah. it. So that's kind of fun. Uh, and then that sort of killed the franchise for a long time yeah. until it was resurrected by Marcus Nispel, yeah. who did Friday the 13th Resurrection uh, as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But that was played like it was played purely as a slasher film. I mean, they had the family and all that, but none of the... Was that, the, was that Arlie Army? Yeah, Arlie, Arlie Army yeah. is the head of the family. Yeah. Um, and they've got Leatherface, but it's mostly just chasing teenagers around and yeah. killing them. It doesn't have that dinner scene and the yeah. that, that unpleasantness, which actually, I can't remember who directed the sequel and everybody hated well, the sequel to the remake. But that movie, it that movie is more true to Texas Chainsaw Massacre the original than the first remake. Right, but the first remake, I mean, clearly it was you know trying to remake it as a more standardized horror genre. Yeah, like a slash. It was yeah, a, like a standard stand- slasher. slasher rather than you know uh, and staying it- true to the original of like really just going heavy with the creepiness and the unpleasantness and trying and, the, to, yeah. and just the. Trying to deliberately make the audience as uncomfortable as possible, just just disturb the yeah. hell out of you. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, I, I I liked the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake uh, for what it was. I thought it was actually a fun slasher movie, but yeah, I, I mean, was I a little was, agitated because yeah. I was going to like I was kind of yeah. worried about being disturbed by it, yeah. and I wasn't. And the second one, you know, not a very good movie, but it's got that I don't disturbing the remake. I don't, nonsense. I mean, I um, it's just, it's you know it's more torture porn than right. than slasher, which you know I think that's because of the saw thing, yeah, uh, becoming huge. But um, you know, it, it people hate it. I don't hate it as much as uh, other people. I, yeah, I just kind of I have I'm a kinda, low... I'm kind of flat to those. I'm like I don't I don't I don't regard them enough to really like them or hate them. Yeah, you know, I, I, just, I, I don't yeah. expect much out of out of slasher franchise sequels outside well, of I just want more well, creative especially kills like, especially like a reboot of Texas Chainsaw what were you expecting yeah oh I wasn't expecting you know yeah. like what could you po- like you know, really were you expecting a studio to go we want to do the remake and we want you to go even harder with the uncomfortable stuff Right. That will turn an audience away from the screen. Right, right. Like, of course not. You know, of right. course they're going to, hey, yeah, do the reboot, but l- don't make people uncomfortable. We want them to have fun. Yeah, we want them to have fun and enjoy watching. And to come back yeah. and to see more. And Jessica yeah. Biel in her jeans. Yeah, running around, yeah, in her tank top. and Which is all right. I didn't yeah, mind that I mean, so much. You know, that's a, it's a good choice. It was a good choice. Right. So that, so that's that franchise. While that, well, and... While Freddy and Jason in the 80s were uh, uh, starting to compete with each other, there was the Hellraiser, Clive Barker's Hellraiser, which is another one of my favorite all-time horror movies. Oh, the original. The first first Hellraiser is awesome. super disturbing. Yeah. Um, And and it's a very, it's a well, Clive Barker is kind of a hard nut to crack as far like if you read his fiction a lot of it is hard to follow because there's it's supernatural it's not science fiction but it's yeah. there's parallel universes and doorway well well it's a very lovecraft influenced yeah yeah you yeah know, because the lovecraft stuff the cthulhu stuff is if you really break it down is got a real streak of science fiction in it because it's all about 
you know, the ancient alien space gods and using mathematics to open doorways and to create magic. And so he, he's got that very much that, that, right. that elements in there. Absolutely. Um, and, I, and I, and I think that that works for it. And the, you know, the first one is, you know, Andrew Robinson's yes. the dad character slowly getting kind of, uh, possessed or sedu- really seduced. Yeah. By yeah. Pinhead, because the, the Clive Barker just all of his stuff is uber sexual, uber homoerotic yeah. for obvious reasons, yeah. and very S and M-y. Yeah, you know, and hell, like Pinhead and Hellraiser and the Cenobites. That's what that's yeah. about. It's like yeah. pain is pleasure, yeah. pleasure is pain. Where does it? And Andrew Robinson is the perfect actor. Oh, God. To put in that kind of situation because he does like slow burn lunacy so well. My we were <laughs> my wife. Does such a good impersonation of Andrew Robinson when he's got hooks in his face, <laughs> and he says, "And Jesus wept." She just like pinches her cheeks and stretches her face and, just, and moves her tongue around and around and goes, "And Jesus wept." <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, but after that, there, you know, of these franchises that we're talking about, Hellraiser is the most problematic. Oh, it goes off the cliff so fast, yeah. so much faster than the other franchises. Hell, Hellraiser... Like immediately after Hellraiser, yeah. basically. Hell, Hellraiser 2, Hellbound, makes no goddamn sense. It's way gorier than the first one. Yeah. It's basically 90 minutes of gore, but it's like, I have no idea what's happening, and it, it, and then it's like both corny, and because it well, wasn't and, Clive Barker at the yeah. helm, it didn't... Yeah. None of the sequels are... They all aspire to his kind of dark sexuality but, don't, don't but they don't it. It, well because also it's like in the Cenobites start getting dumber and dumber too like right. like, a, like I mean it might even which one is it is the guy that like shoots CDs out of his face I think that's Hellraiser 3 Three. I'm like it's so dumb Hell on and Earth. not scary yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, like, he's like shooting copies of Graceland at you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Grammy Award winning <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was Hell on Earth, which, you know, I liked the third one. It was a little bit easier to understand, and it goes, like, the third act. A lot of it takes place in this asshole's apartment <laughs> with Pinhead, like, just, trapped. The, the screenplay just says, interior, asshole's apartment. <laughs> and he's got Pinhead in a giant sculpture box of some kind, and Pinhead's, like, stuck in there and talking to him and making him do stuff. Uh, but then when Pinhead gets out and the Cenobites get out, it's like the whole town yeah. gets fucked yeah. up and he's on fire yeah. and the, you know, the heroine's running around trying to stop it. So that, that I thought that one was kind of fun. Dumb fun, but fun. And then four, which well, is... Well, yeah, immediately after Hellraiser 1, the first one, it just became dumb. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then four was super dumb. You know, yeah, was, we yeah, were, I think that was, and it was Hellraiser Four: uh, Colin Super Dumb. Super Dumb. That was the working called, yeah. title. They changed it to Bloodline. <laughs> yeah, it didn't test well. So. No, no, and blo- and as we said before, that was like that's the space three, one. Yeah, hell, that was that was the, that was the Cloud Atlas of uh, the Hellraiser movies. Right, and that one did get a theatrical release. It was the last one that did, but it was you know it came and went quickly. That's why I remember. That's why that sticks in my head because that was the last theatrically released uh, right. Hellraiser. And then after that, there's Hellraiser Inferno and Hellraiser Hellseeker. And Hell, I, Hellraiser goes to camp. Hellra- Hellraiser saves Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Hellraiser goes to jail. Well, no, wait, those are earnest movies. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm thinking Hellraiser's <laughs> Witness Protection. <laughs> Hellraiser, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Big Hellraiser's family. <laughs> uh, all of those, Hell, all of those, including the most recent one, which I think was called Hellraiser Revelations, because at this point, every horror franchise has to have one that's called Revelations. Revelations yeah. uh, and that was the first one that didn't use Doug Bradley as, oh, as, as pin, Pinhead. As it was a new Pinhead. So, of course, you know, the yeah. fanboys were like, this is terrible! And not only is it just terrible, it doesn't have him yeah. in it. Well, but, but in, in that case, I'm actually kind of on the side of the fanboys, because at this point, that's the only thing left about the Hellraiser franchise that's any good. Well, and but most of the straight-to-video ones, I mean, and it's very clear when you watch them, they were all developed and paid for as other movies. Yeah. And then... It was a property they had, and then they needed to make something and, just and have a write-off, write yeah. and they put Pinhead in it. 
Just insert pinhead And somewhere. call it a Hellraiser yeah. movie. And most of them are slow and have very little pinhead, pinhead in yeah. them. And very little gore. I mean, it's like, at least Hellraiser Bloodline like, had your gore. Yeah. You know, but the, the straight-to-video stuff really doesn't. Because they just don't have the budget to do it. Yeah. Um, and, the, you know, it's just, the whole thing is yeah. yeah, right I mean, I mean, they've got to be, there's got to be a reboot. In the in the works, they've been threatening a reboot yeah. for a while. In fact, they did. What I understand about the last one is they wanted because you know Clive Barker was going to get the rights back right. from the yeah, studio because so they, they were contractually they obligated. So they just made that really yeah. fast so they could hang on to it because they do want to do a reboot. Yeah, but they keep pulling the plug on the reboot. Yeah, so who knows if that'll ever? Which happen. is too bad because that's like I mean that's a horror franchise you could really reboot. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, is they lean so heavily on CGI, and what works so well in the first one is the practical. Well, no, but it's just I'm, horrifying. I'm not, I'm right. not saying, I'm not saying if the reboot ever happens, it won't be a terrible failure because it will be. But conceptually, as a horror, uh, a horror concept, that you could really reboot that and do a really cool, scary movie. But the, but the trick would be do as little CGI as possible, do as much practical, and make it dark and horrifying and nightmarish. Because the thing that like that that I always really loved about you know the Hellraiser, well, really just the first one, but it's you know the the the, the concept is it has the greatest horror MacGuffin. Yeah, the box. Ever, the, yeah. Lament, the lament configuration. You're right. You know that, and you know when it starts changing the shape, you know. God damn it! Yeah, every, I didn't touch it. I know everything's about to yeah. get really wrong. Yeah. You know, it's it's a great like a visual. So it's something. If you, you see can, that box, do not stay go away near from it. it. Run away. Don't try to yeah. move it. Just like build like a yeah. walled structure around yeah. it and put up signs saying yeah. if, Fuck if off. you're ever in a building and you open a door to a closet and there's an Ark of the Covenant you know the <laughs> lament configuration and a monkey's paw run just <laughs> yeah, run get out of there <laughs> get out of there you're asking for trouble and uh, finally um, last horror franchise we were talking about is uh, and we'll just do this real quick is, is Saw Saw because yeah that that's kind of like we're on the cusp with that because he's really more of a serial killer but it's torture porn horror but uh, Jigsaw is kind of the Jason of the day right now yeah I mean it's torture porn but it's more it, it, like certainly the franchise even though they but you there's, know, no, there's all, no supernatural element no it's all about the traps and there's yeah. and he kills people by way of you know disciples that slowly get revealed in yeah the, I mean yeah that's the only thing that's after the, he's dead see, he's been he's like dead for most of the movies but I do like the traps. I mean, a lot of them yeah. are disgusting and fun, and I, I like that uh, about it. But, I mean, I, my least favorite Saw movie is the first one, really. Because the first one, it just plays like seven. It's seven. Yeah. And the but, most of it's happening in flashbacks and flash sideways and flash forwards, as opposed to the sequels, which are people trapped in places, and yeah. they have to like go yeah. through traps to get out of it, versus two guys like chained yeah. to a... One of which being Carrie Ulls. Carrie Ulls. Well, at least you get to wash him saw his leg off. Yeah, no, that's cool. So, you know, you got that going for you. No, I get that. I get why people were freaked out about it. I mean, you know, but to me, it was just totally, well, no, but, it was seven. Well, it I think was... what, but wasn't like, wasn't the, wasn't the first saw like a spec script that, that made its way into like a movie? Yeah, and it was and, like a kind of a, a low budget. Yeah, so that's kind of how it was written. Thing. And then when, and then became like an unexpected hit. And that's when they went back and looked at it and went, oh, I see the formula. Well, we now that use. we have money, yeah, yeah we can do this, uh, which be, I appreciate. It should just be traps. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, you know, he's he's the, uh, well, his, he's done at this point, as far as we know. Because they yeah. said they were going to make seven yeah. movies, they made seven, they haven't yeah. made an eighth. Um, but, uh, you know, those were okay uh, for slasher slasher porn, really. Slasher torture yeah. porn. But they're not, not quite the same. But, you know, it's there, I guess. So, here's the question. Let's, let's do this. Um, who is, to you, who's your fave? It's, I mean, for me, it really is uh, kind of a, uh, it's a tie between uh, Pinhead and Freddy. Okay. Because they're, they're, to me, they were always the most scary. Right. So I probably would lean more Freddy, because Freddy uh, first nightmare scared me. I think the, the scares of that kind of stick in my head from being a kid. Yeah, I, Hellraiser scared me, but not to the degree I didn't. I 
I was creeped out by Hellraiser and freaked out, and it made me think, actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, just the themes involved in it were thought-provoking, but Nightmare on Elm Street stuck with me. Yeah. Like, it was hard to sleep for a while. Yeah, exactly. It's a con- I mean, it's like after you see Jaws for the first time. Yeah. You don't want to go back in the water. Yeah. If you see Nightmare, the first, you don't want to go to sleep. To me, yeah. yeah. I mean, in Hellraiser, when you walk out of the movie, it's like, here's here's what I know. If I see that fucking box... Just stick, stay away I'm from it. Stay away from the box. <laughs> and cool. if my dad starts hanging out in the attic... <laughs> get out. Get out. <laughs> get this. It's a little... Yeah, technically, technically, if you're paying attention, it's a little easier to avoid uh, death by Hellraiser yeah, than, than death, death by, by Nightmare Because you have to yeah. go to sleep. <laughs> have to go to sleep. Uh... And, uh, I, I mean, I would say my favorites really are Freddy and Jason, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because those are the franchises I most enjoy returning to their sequels. Right. And, and just, I've seen all of those, Nightmare and Friday the 13th movies, multiple, yeah. like, an uncountable number yeah. of I times. mean, it's a, yeah, I mean, it's because, I mean, they both, I mean, the entertainment factor for both, because, you know, the, the horror aspect drops off pretty quick. Yeah. But then the entertainment factor is still there, and they're they're fun to watch. And yeah, as just kind of like yeah, like you're going to the circus. Well, yeah, they're great party movies yeah. too. Yeah, I, and you can't really say that about the Hellraiser movies or the Texas Chainsaw movies. Yeah. Yeah. those are more for like hardcore horror freaks, which I am. But like when you're having like a like a let's have some beers and watch some slasher films. Yeah, it's exactly. Freddy and Jason, yeah. or the those are the guys yeah. that you you go to. Now, and let's take your scenario from, from the beginning. They're in a house. Who wins? Who wins that reality show contest? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's... Well, that's the... Well, that's ultimately the problem with that kind of contest is, you know, once <laughs> once you get into the franchises, all of the characters are essentially unkillable. Right. So you can't really, you know, you can't pit them against each other because they'll just keep killing each other and coming back, that's killing each the, other and coming back. So it's... Well, but if... If there was one, not necessarily, if it wasn't, you know, them killing each other in the house, basically who doesn't get voted out of the house? Like, who wins the contest? If yeah. it's Big Brother, you know, they're not killing yeah, the people on Big, Big Brother. Brother. They just vote them out. Like, who's the most manipulative and powerful and will ultimately come out on well, top? Well, I, I think, I mean, you know, the, the, the problem is, is half of the guys don't ever talk. So it's hard for them to form alliances. That's a good point. So it's probably going to come down to Freddy and Pinhead. Yeah, or Jigsaw. Or Jigsaw, yeah. Well, no, Jigsaw's just a guy, so they'll either kill him immediately or he'll die of cancer before uh, the, the <laughs> series true. is over. That's true. That's a good point. I would say but, then, but then he'll have left a whole bunch of crazy traps um, that uh, they'll get stuck in for a while. Here's who I would say would win. Um, and I think you're right. I think it's between Pinhead and Freddy. But I think ultimately Pinhead would win because... Freddy is really a renegade demon. Right. You know? Right. Uh, I, I don't know if what he's doing is sanctioned. He's just... <laughs> you know, the, the hell do, doesn't know, know what to do with him. If he's fully and, licensed and bonded yeah. for uh, what he's doing. Pinhead, he's a company man. Yeah. He's working for the netherworld. Yeah. He's just yeah. a representative. He's the surface Well, of, but he can also, like, open doorways to other dimensions. Right. Right, so he could probably, you know, maybe, like, banish Freddy at some point. Yeah, exactly. So, and get a know. bunch of Cenobites to take yeah. Freddy away. And Freddy yeah. would probably be easily seduced by Pinhead because yeah. that's the kind of stuff he likes, yeah. you know. So. Well, yeah, Pinhead is a lot more cool and calculating, and Freddy is more, you know, by the gut. And uh, so... Yeah. Pinhead's in it for the long game. Yeah, he is. And like I said, he's a company man. Yeah. If you have the corporation backing you up, yeah. it's, it's hard for the little guy to beat you. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Freddy's he's a small businessman. Yes, he's, he's a small business owner. <laughs> as he's, far as mass murdering demons are concerned. Yeah, Mitt Romney just did a thing with him uh, as part of his uh, campaign. Yeah, but but in this scenario, uh, Pinhead is Mitt Romney. Yes, yes. <laughs> Pinhead is Mitt Romney. <laughs> That's... And uh, Freddy and Freddy's is... like Joe the Plumber. Joe the Plumber, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so there you guys have it. Um, a rundown of all the, the big slasher guys. And uh, the ultimately probably the most powerful guy is Pinhead, mm-hmm. and he's got the resources. He just has the resources, right? But uh, clearly the most fun guys are, are Freddy and uh, and Jason. Jason, yeah. So uh, let us know uh, what your opinions are, and obviously you can tell us what facts we might have screwed up. 
if you want to bother. If you got that kind of time to make that list. Yeah, but yeah, just <laughs> comment. Let us know who your favorite guy is, who you think would actually win in the house. Do you can't just say, well, no, it would be Michael. You have to, you have to give us a good argument as to why. Yeah, you, know? you don't. They don't have to do that. Or, well, I'm not saying you have to, but well, it would be, be appreciated. It, it would be fun. It, I'm just saying it would be more fun. I mean, but if you or, just want to say, or just type in all caps. <laughs> Or you can just call us assholes <laughs> yes. for wasting an hour of your time talking about this junk. <laughs> Either way. Either way. Uh, anyway, that's uh, this uh, episode of The Bacon. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm uh, TV's Todd Robert Anderson. I am not television Steve Scallon. <laughs> and, uh, uh, of course, Steve Falk would be with us if he could. We miss him. Uh, he's sweet, sweet man. He's sweet, sweet. Very talkative. Uh, oh, but uh, uh, thanks to Adam Blau. Adam Blau for the music as always. And uh, and if you haven't already, if you're just a podcast listener and you don't know, we're now on GeekNation.com. We have a, a, a video web series. Oh yeah, you should check with it out. sketches, yes, yammerings that are kind of fun. So check it out. Uh, and thanks for listening. Thank you.